five, six, seven, eight. It's the holiday season. Gail. Whoop dee woo. Okay, that's that was very anticlimactic. That's well, not you, what I needed. You know how I feel about you springing me off guard with songs. What's up, Boston Baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. We're your hosts, Shannon and Gail. And Gail. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us in this moment. It's a holiday it's a special season. moment. It's a holiday season. You're supposed to whoop de whoop me. Whoop de doop. And a loop de doop. <laughs> um, it is officially Christmas. It's Christmas. Apparently, apparently, it's the end of the year. It. You okay? Wait. I have a bone to pick with some TikTokers. People are already posting their like end of year TikToks. Yeah. With the sound like, and the 2020 season has come to an end, and I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like. What happened to December? It's arguably the best month of the year. And you're just going to leave it out for your end of year recap. You know what it is? I think the more like the more that time goes on with these influencers being such a big part of our lives. It's almost like every year we just get like more and more. Like I was saying this year. More what? Just more of everything. (laughs) Like they need more of everything. Like for the day after Halloween, the amount of Christmas shit that went up. Remember, True. I was like, what is... And maybe that's normal for people. And maybe I just haven't been exposed. Like, maybe I've lived a very sheltered life. But I always thought that most people waited till like... Okay, maybe not after Thanksgiving, but maybe like the week of Thanksgiving till they decorated for Christmas. I don't know. The day after Thanksgiving or the day after Halloween, everyone put their Christmas stuff up. And I feel like the influencers did it so they could have like extra time posting their holiday shit and their gift guides and their tour guides and their boyfriend guides and their mom guides and like whatever. And now I think people are like starting to post the like conclusion of 2022 videos so they can have like a whole month of doing this shit. And it's like, bitch, we still have December. Like we have time left. You can literally change your life over the next month. No, Who are we kidding? You probably can't. But like you can think about changing your life within the next month. Lucky girl Luck- syndrome. You could get lucky within the next <laughs> month. You really could though. Like I just think people give up and we're so hypocritical because we're the the queens of like in August. We're like, all right, summer's over. But I just feel like it's different when you're like discounting a whole year. A whole month? No, like you're basically oh. saying like, oh, it's like the end of 2022 is over. It's like, there is so much stuff that could still happen. Holiday Party season, like shit can get wild. You don't know what's going to happen. No, you could get a bonus Jonas that changes your life. You never know. Yeah. You could move. Yeah. You could finally, um, you know, muster up the courage to talk to Chad in finance Fucking Chad. at your annual holiday party after a couple of eggnogs. Oh you my never God. know. You could have a boyfriend in 2023 because of your December 2022 decisions. Yeah. You make the right choices and you could be walking into the new year with a boyfriend, wow. but that's not going to happen if you're just posting your sad TikToks, recapping your different eras, which like, why does a people, why do people get multiple eras now per year? There used to be like, Oh, like the Ariana Grande, like sweetener era cute. But now they're like posting 18 photos being like, here are my different eras of 2020. And I'm like, no, maybe you just like changed your style a little bit. Like you didn't become different people. We need to like stop being so self-absorbed all the time. Ooh, hot <laughs> in like in, in a nice way. <laughs> in, the, in the nicest way possible. Um, just stop. Just do less. Just stop. But like do more, but do less. So you know? is that why you ignored my text when I said, I want to do this trend and you just, Radio silence. 
just didn't answer. I was like, send me some pics. And then I was like, okay. I actually meant to, meant right, to get right. back to you with those pics. Oh, yeah. I meant done. to get back to me. So, circle, like, we probably will We're post. We're circling back right now. We probably will post a similar TikTok with, like, our different eras. Absolutely, because we're the biggest hypocrites in 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 the town of Boston. I'm not saying that what we're doing is city. right. Like we will <laughs> do things for the views, but just know that deep down, I hate it. But just know that one of us is a basic bitch, and that basic bitch is me. No, I think we're both pretty basic in different ways. You yeah. know, yeah, that's true. It's true. It's it's true. Like neither of us really is like anything special. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. I hope it was bad. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> I was, was like it? looping you in with it though. That doesn't make or it no, any looping, nicer. Looping me in with it. That Sorry. doesn't make it nicer. Okay. Thanksgiving was lovely. Okay. I'm so thankful for you. Shut up. I spent mine half in Rhode Island, half in the Cape. Thank you for asking. I hope that it was great. Honestly, it was. Compared to the last two Thanksgivings, this one was, I didn't cry once. Honestly, so that's a win. I feel like we were all kind of like wondering <laughs> what might happen to you this Thanksgiving. And I'm really thankful that I didn't get any calls or texts that were alarming. You seemed happy. Yeah. And like in good spirits. G great spirits. Uh, you want to know what we did Wednesday night? We went to Snowport. Um, oh, and we stayed for, I know we stayed for longer than four minutes. Oh, you said, I know. <laughs> well, cause you're a basic bitch. Of course you're jealous. <laughs> Wait, even so though you live like a two minute walk away, you could go literally anytime. I know. Anyways, um, we went, I was surprised by how busy it was like the night before Thanksgiving. I thought everyone would be out being a thought, you know, at their hometown reunion, but no, everyone is at Snowport. And I did the basic bitch thing and I bought that that mug that everyone has. Everyone was posting and I saw what everyone mug? walking. The Snowport mug. Basically, um. you had to buy a hot beverage for the small small fee of $15. <laughs> um, the mold wine was absolutely garbage. Would not recommend. But I think it mold was worth wine? it. Mold wine? Yeah, please tell me what mold wine is. I've like never really been to Snowport. Sound it out. No, you don't. <laughs> nothing to do with Snowport. Mold wine is just hot wine. Okay. I've never okay. had that. We'll, we'll, cha <laughs> we'll change that. Is it good delightful. though? I don't know if I'd like hot yeah. wine. So my family, we make it like every holiday season, either like Thanksgiving, Christmas. We literally made it like two days ago. And you basically, you, the problem is, is that you have to, you have to cook it on like a low simmer for a really long time. Like you don't want to like spice that thing up to like medium high heat because then you'll burn it. And that's what my wine was. It was freaking burnt. It didn't taste like it had any cinnamon or oranges or cloves or anything. Oh, it was garbage. Wait, that sounds good. No, I, I do like hot holiday drinks. I've just never, is it like it's red wine, right? Not mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. I'll have to do that. I kind of, yeah. I, I really want to go and get like a fun hot, alcoholic drink they only had two that i know of it was oh. either like a i think it was like a hot chocolate well, i just wasn't i i'm canceling hot chocolate this year why because it's just a cup of sugar at so? least wine is like sugar <laughs> from a grape oh. not artificial honestly it's so sad to admit how much i love hot chocolate like i got home yesterday oh, did i just yuck your yum i'm sorry 
I don't care about what yucking my what. <laughs> what is that? Why? You've never heard that in school. I don't need that. Or honestly, work because I've heard of that work. <laughs> don't yuck people's yum. Oh, okay. I get. Yeah. No, I don't care if people yuck my yum. Okay. Well, I just. Yuck I don't think yum. I like saying yuck my yum. <laughs> it like makes it makes you feel uncomfortable. But I I'm do sorry. like I. There's something to me, and I don't do it often. But I got home yesterday, and I was like, I'm recovering from a cold, and just. I got a hot chocolate from Starbucks and it just made me feel happy. Have you ever been to La Boudicks or whatever on um, Newbury Street? It's like such a cute, like cozy chocolatier shop. Oh yeah. And they have yeah. this dark hot chocolate and all I want is for Michael to take me there. It's the one on the corner, like Newbury yes. Street's here and it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Michael, I told him I don't want any gifts this year. I said, all I want is to be taken for a hot chocolate at La Boudicks. I don't know wow. if I'm saying it right, but I kind of like the way I say it. Leberdeeks. <laughs> I'm going to go with that's wrong, but I'm happy for Michael that you have such low expectations. Yeah. They're pretty easy to Just meet. Just set your expectations low and you'll <laughs> never be disappointed. No. Didn't we literally talk about not doing that like a few weeks ago? I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Shit. Here we are being hypocrites again. I know. Contradicting ourselves. Uh, what are you going to do? No, my Thanksgiving was good. It was chill. I hung out with the fam. I went out with my friend Ashley for her birthday and it was nice. I honestly caught up on sleep. They say you can't catch up on sleep. I'm willing to bet that you can. Cause I would go to bed at like 10 PM and wake up at 8 AM. That is 10 hours. Yeah, that is. I was like putting work into trying to catch up on You're sleep. You're putting in a shift. A full shift. It was literally a full shift and then some. And overtime. And overtime. I love that for you. <laughs> I, I did too also get a little bit of extra sleep, but not that much sleep. But I'm happy that you had a relaxing time because now you're jetting off tomorrow and leaving me once again. I know. I'm literally tell, going. Tell people where you're going. I'm going to London. <laughs> I'm going London. tomorrow. I'm going to London tomorrow after we're recording and then. Tomorrow after work, I'm going to the airport. I'm taking a red eye, 9 p.m., British Airways. See you there. And What I'm, row are you in? I don't know. I honestly didn't pick you a didn't seat. Pick? Shit, I forgot. I meant to do it. I didn't do it. But I will be hopefully not between two large men on my way to London by this time tomorrow are night. Are you a window or aisle girl? Window. Me too. Well, see, like it's always tough when you're flying more than like three or four hours. Because you don't want to be that person pee. that's like constantly getting up having oh, to pee. Like if it's me. a three hour flight or less, like I usually can hold it. Oh, wow. That's like wizard. If I pee before the flight and don't drink a lot of liquids, which I'm pretty sure is extremely unhealthy. That's how you I'm get usually, a UTI. I'm usually fine. But like a five to six hour flight, I think it's like six and a half hours. Yeah. It's a little risky. Um, but I do like window. I like to be able to like kind of sleep against the wall. Aisle freaks me out. I don't like when people are like bumping my legs. Aisle's too much responsibility. Yes. I don't like to have to like get up a bunch of times. I have way too much anger issues to, for me to sit on the aisle. Cause like the one time I did, I was like, oh my God, this child just freaking brushed against me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly, there's nothing more annoying to me than people. Well, I can't blame children cause it's not their fault, but people that aren't aware of like situational awareness yeah. And I'm like, come on, dude. You Like, you know, you got to tuck, take your backpack off, you know, hold it in front of you. Just be a decent human. I know. It really does piss me off. But like, there's just something about 
traveling internationally, it's just different than traveling domestically. I feel like it's been so long since I've gone to another country and I found my passport, by the way. Oh my God. Like, thank God. That's great. And it's not expired. Did you <laughs> and check it's not that? expired, which I'm happy about. So when, we're in the clear. Do you know when it is? Because I'd like to bookmark I think, like, that for next you. year. Oh, okay. No, 2025. Oh, so we've got some we've time. We've got some time. We're good. Okay. We're golden. I don't look anything like the picture. <laughs> that might be an issue, but it's okay. I'll try to I'll try to like make my makeup look the same as I did in college. But I have Please my passport. <laughs> I feel like it's just different. They serve you food. It feels like more of an event. Like I feel like when you're traveling in the US, like it's it's hot in there, it's sweaty, people are screaming. You're like, you know, grabbing any seat you can. It feels very like Fire Island-esque. <laughs> I feel like something about traveling internationally, it feels a little bit more glam. I'm going to say that and then it's going to be the exact same experience, but I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully I'm going to sleep on the flight and then wake up in London and hang out with my friend for a few days. Well, while you're over there, why don't you like mosey on over to Paris and go throw eggs at Cubic Partners? Oh. Because they fired a man for refusing to participate in drinks after work activities. Oh. Fucked up, right? Look at that transition. <laughs> nasty. I'm nasty. getting good at this. <laughs> I mean, we just had our two year anniversary. I need something to show for I it. I know. That's the thing. Transition queen. Put it on your resume. A Transitions like no other. No, but actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, this guy was fired from this Paris consultancy firm, whatever, for not getting drinks after work. And when I first read this, I giggled. We actually had a couple people send this to us via DM because it was surfacing all over Instagram, which I thought was interesting because this happened in 2015. However, I think, um, you know, things in court take a while. But basically what happened is this guy was working at this firm for a really long time. He was a little bit higher up, not super, super higher up, but not like entry level, whatever. And I guess they had some weekend social events and it included excessive alcoholism and pro promiscuity. <laughs> Big word. Are those his words? Is it those his words? Yes. Excessive so, alcoholism and yeah. promiscuity. He said that the, quote, fun culture in the company involved humiliating and intrusive practices, including mock sexual acts, crude nicknames, and obliging him to share his bed with another employee during work functions. Wait, what? What? Okay, so, so this before when deeper. he was like saying that shit, I was like, okay, maybe he's just being a bit dramatic. But well, now I'm like, that's really strange. Yeah, so that's why I was honestly, like, when I first saw this, I thought it was ridiculous that this was even making news. But the more I researched right. it, I was, I was like, like, did he just not go to, like, a happy hour after work? Like, right. that's so weird. Like, and, why would they fire him over that? Yeah, and, like, people are saying, oh, yeah, he won the legal right to be boring. And I'm like, well, I don't like that people are saying that because this guy obviously felt uncomfortable because, like, of the, you know, conditions. It's It wasn't just, like, a innocent happy hour. This was actually, like kind of serious things. It kind of sounds like almost hazing to me, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that he's boring for not wanting to partake in these activities. I think it, it makes him a decent human. Mm -hmm. So what is just like a company offsite where they just would do wild shit? I, I don't, I don't know other than what I honestly just said, <laughs> to be honest, but I think regardless, he has the right to, you know, not, not want to go. It, it happened. So he just decided not to go. 
I think so. I mean, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't go. Um, I don't know how he knew what would, I don't know if he had a passive going and knew what to expect or if he heard from other people. I don't know exactly, but I think, you know, it, it brought up a good, you know, debate, like should employees, employers, I'm sorry, have the right to fire you for not participating in, you know, outside activities that happen outside of working hours. Mm. Interesting. And so me being the little nosy Nancy that I am, I obviously put up a poll on our Instagram and asked, I asked the baddies and 93% of the baddies said, no, employers should not be allowed to fire you. And 7, 7% said yes. I'm surprised anyone said yes. Me too. I don't know how to feel about that. Honestly, like anything that happens not at work should not be, it shouldn't matter. That's like my vibe. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm old fashioned. I like to live in a world where you can just separate work from everything else. The only, the only thing is that if let's say something bad did happen at, you know, an after work function, like it, it wouldn't, it, no one would bat an eye if someone got fired for like a piece of shit thing that they did. Cause it's still like a company event. It just happened outside of working hours. But again, I still don't think that it's right for him to have gotten fired. Wait, wait, what are you saying? Like, okay, so let's say it's a company event, but it's happening either on the weekend or during the week, but not during work hours. Right. If someone were to act up at that event, like bad enough to the point where like they get fired, I think that's rightfully so. Right. But then, so that's why I feel like people could argue that like, they could fire someone for not attending. Oh, no, I don't think you can fire someone for not attending. I think you can fire someone for acting insane while you're there though. Just for not attending, especially like what if he doesn't drink? Yeah. That's crazy. No, I'm with you. I'm not with the 7%. I think that like employ, like, I mean, just a personal thing. I think it's cool when workplaces like to have a lot of it's like young incentivized things. And this, honestly, this workplace sounds kind of weird. So I wouldn't want to be a part of that. I don't need someone jumping in bed with me. I think I'm all set with that. But I do think that like a lot of companies incentivize younger people who graduate college by being like, oh, we have, you know, happy hours and we have fun events and we do this and we do that. And I think that's fine. But I feel like those are incentives. Like your actual job has nothing to do with that. Right. I guess unless you like have like a heavily reliant like job of networking but even then and like networking and going to events is like part of your job maybe I think that should be discussed but that's like different that's like a different type of job I think if you have like a workplace and you're doing well at your job it shouldn't matter what you do outside of work I don't know that's weird that's like very like I think that would never happen in America only in France (laughs) I know it is a slippery slope though because there have been times when like there's something going on like someone's birthday like they're having a pizza party or they're doing this, they're doing that. And it's like not during work hours. And I've been like, oh, like there's been two already that I haven't gone to. The third one's coming up. I don't want to go to it, but I feel like I should. Like, I feel like Mm. there's like, there's this unspoken. Oh, so do you think it's more of a matter of like, not necessarily you getting in trouble for not going to the event, but them thinking maybe she's not bought in. Like I could see there being people who maybe aren't either are not social or maybe they don't really like to go out or don't like to drink and they just don't go to things. And then their team is like, Oh, they're not bought in. Right. They obviously don't like, they're not a cultural fit. Let's find a reason to get rid of them. I could see that happening. Yeah. If people don't go to like consecutive things, which I don't think is right. If someone's like a good employee, otherwise I agree, but I could see that more happening. And then like, 
an employer in the U.S. trying to like find another reason to let go of them. Right. And so I feel like that's always in the back of my head when I'm like deciding whether or not to go to something. And I feel like it's unfortunate that it's that way. I don't think it should be. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Everyone just be like less fun and do less things. <laughs> but I do agree. There, There is always a part of me whenever I have an event or whenever I like invite people over from work, like I always want people to know it's optional because you never want people to feel pressured. Like yeah. you never want to be like, hey, like everyone come over to my place and people are gonna be drinking and we're going to the bars after. Like I don't want there to be like that pressure of like you have to go. It should be genuinely like if you want to come, you can. But I also understand it's like hard to like, even if you said it like, oh, you don't have to come, people still feel that pressure. Obligated, so yeah. it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. A little I bit. Know. You just have to pick your poison, honestly. And for me, nine out of 10 times, I would rather not. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. That's just me personally. <laughs> but um, I'm glad he got a little bit of money. Um, the court, the French Supreme Court. Oh, the French Supreme. Yeah, the highest of the high. Oh. Ordered that the employee's ex-company pay him $3,100 um, for wrongfully firing him. And they are further examining his request for an additional 480 k Damn, that, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's, that's that's living. I mean, I don't know where either numbers came from, but I feel like at the minimum, it should be like his salary, like either one year salary or his salary from his tenure there. Mm -hmm. I don't really, which is maybe 480K. I have no idea. But I feel like 3,100 is not enough. Wait, so he only made 3,100 and then at this moment. he could make an additional 480K. He, they gave him, yeah, 3100 That's like he, such a weird difference. Right? That's so weird. Well, he's he's requesting the additional 480K. Yeah, I, really I would probably, yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> we'll give you of the your initial request, we'll give you $3,000. He's like, well, I would like an additional $480,000. <laughs> Maybe ass. I'll say that to my boss this year. Thank oh. you so much, but I would like an additional $480,000. <laughs> yeah, I'll see how that one goes over. It'll go over well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, something that is not up for debate. Balenciaga, I feel like at this point we've all heard about them, seen them in the news, seen them on TikTok, seen them on Twitter. Do you think they're canceled? Um, I think they should be, but do I think they actually will be? No, because no. this is not the first time that they're in the media for fucking up. And yeah. I think people will still continue buying from them. Yeah. I completely agree. It's just sad. Like every single time we see um, a celebrity, someone famous, a big fashion house like this. I don't know. Do people ever really get canceled? I'm not sure. I don't know. No. There might be a few that have truly ever been canceled, but people are so quick to forgive. And I don't know. People are passionate. They're like cutting their bags in half. Lighting it They're lighting them on fire. They're throwing them in the trash. I do I like the passion, <laughs> but you're keeping yours. <laughs> I might get rid of mine. I don't know, but like, I don't, I like the passion. I do. I don't, I don't think you, I don't think anyone needs to get rid of them. I think the money has already been spent. You destroying your bag. Yeah. It's a statement, but it's not going to give them back the money that you already gave them. I think a real statement would should be stop purchasing. <sighs> so I would, I guess, get rid of my bag. If, it's something I genuinely wanted to do. Yeah. I, it's kind of sad because sometimes I'm like, does that person do that for the TikTok views or because they actually care? I can't. Oh. You know? Or, was, like, it, or was it DHK? Are we then profiting off of the 
Gate? Was it a fake? Right. Was it a fake? And then we're like, are we profiting off of the scandal? Which is like, is that kind of sketchy too? I don't know. Anyways, for those of you that do not know, Balenciaga is um, facing a ton of controversy right now. So what happened is over the past, I would say like two weeks or so, yeah. um, a lot has come out with their um, winter 2023 ad campaign. So there was a few things that were a little sketchy um, that kind of happened throughout the ad campaign. So the first was that um, there was a basically ad campaign with a bunch of children who were like in presumably, I think supposed to be their bedrooms um, with all like their toys out and everything like that. This famous photographer, I guess, was like used to taking photos of children and like their like toys in their rooms and stuff. And it's supposed to be some sort of like thing they do. Anyways, Bill and Siaga decided to do that with um, some of their new teddy bears that they're modeling as well, some purses. And it's supposed to be kind of fun and edgy, which didn't end up actually happening. Some of the um, teddy bears that were featured in the ad campaign were wearing like harnesses and very like sexual, like bondage, BDSM BDSM objects objects on the teddy bears that the children were holding. So immediately a lot of people were extremely, you know, repulsed, disgusted. The children modeling, um, holding these bears, mostly like young little girls who are holding these bears, like with all this like bondage on on them, um, were extremely young, probably like five years old or something like that. So people saw that they were like, listen, that's crossing a complete line. That's not edgy. That's not fashion. That's not chic. That is just exploiting children and putting them in a really, really weird spot. So there was immediately a lot of backlash Um, due to that. um, In addition to that, um, people noticed that in a separate ad that was part of the same campaign, there was um, basically a Balenciaga purse that was had a like on top of like a bunch of different papers and a bunch of different like random documents. However, um, I don't know who it is that initially looked into it further, but if you looked at one of the documents that the purse was on top of, it was on top of a 2008 Supreme Court um, document. It was a decision. It was the U.S. versus Williams Um which basically was a ruling that upheld the, um, that it, like it basically criminalized like child pornography. Yeah. But it also, it also, I think it gave like the right for certain type of like animated child pornography. If, as long as it didn't involve real children, something really messed up like that. You can go look it up if you want. It's us versus Williams. I honestly mm-hmm. don't know all the details on it. So, um, Basically that was in there too. So people started reaching a point where they were like, all right, all of this feels now very deliberate. Like Balenciaga came out with an apology where they said, um, Hey, you know, we're so sorry. And we would like to, (laughs) did you read that apology? Yeah. (laughs) They basically were like, Oh, we'd like to apologize for the fact that our people thought that our teddy bears were a little inappropriate. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, we don't think that you know, there's anything that should be, you know, including bondage or BDSM or anything with children in it. Yeah. Like our bad, um, oops, that was weird. And then (laughs) the next paragraph, they were like, we also want to apologize for it. Just like, (laughs) sorry, it's not funny. They were like, we also want to apologize for, um, you know, having weird documents in our photos. Um, we, we don't really know how that happened. Like, whoops, let that one slip. I'm like, it was like the most ridiculous apology I've yeah. ever read in my life. I'm like, okay, sick. And then they go on to say that they're gonna be taking legal action for the parties that were involved and responsible for getting like, <laughs> they yeah. said un, um, unapproved 
like materials. materials on their set and on their display. So basically what they're trying to say is, oh, okay, like whatever agency or like, um, I guess company they were going through for this photo shoot, they were like, oh, they must've just like snuck in the Supreme Court document about, mm-hmm. you know, child pornography and just put that on our set. And yeah, like that's that's messed up. We're gonna sue them for it as if they're not a hundred percent behind it. So yeah. they put this they put this apology out. I think it's complete bullshit. And well, honestly, the apologies- Shout them out. The producers were North Six Production Company and the set designer was Nicholas Desjardins. Hopefully both will never have a job again. Yeah. So I looked into North Six. So basically um, kind of what what all of this means is that Balenciaga was is suing the the producers, so the people mm-hmm. that actually put together the ad. So when Balenciaga puts out a campaign, right, like they're not the ones that are putting together like all of the ad and all those different components. Um, it's for their brand. So they need to have people that are pr- producing this ad. So six or North six is the, like the ad agency, the production company or whatever you want to call it. Um, and they were kind of behind the campaign for it. So Balenciaga is like, Oh, you know, we had no idea all this stuff was happening. Oh my God. Like we're going to sue the, you know, agency that put this whole set together um, and this whole campaign together, um, which is called North Six. If you look into North Six a little bit further, they work with basically all of the luxury brands. And I just think it's ridiculous. Like I think, I don't think any of them should be allowed to do anything ever again. But like, it just really disturbs me when you have a company like Balenciaga that has such a crazy influence, net worth, all these crazy celebrities that promote them. And they can't take any responsibility. And they're like, oh, we're just going to blame, you know, this North Six prediction company. And obviously they know what that company is about. Like they, they're all in it together. So I thought it was just like a little, like obviously cowardly, which I get it. Like the minute that a big brand is in hot water, the first thing it's going to do is try to find someone to blame. A sacrificial lamb. So like, I understand it, but um, honestly, people have been really, really pissed off. Um, they've also been pissed at like um, Bella Hadid and Kim Kardashian as well, since Kim is like the head or like the right. face of Balenciaga and Bella basically too. They were silent, like absolutely dead silent for four or five days about this. They did not say a single word about it and people were freaking out. Um, Kim Kardashian even posted a photo like the night before Thanksgiving with her and like a bunch of inmates at this like refinery like uh reformery prison um where she like hosted a friendsgiving for them with tristan thompson in the photo and she was just basically talking about like all these young men and their lives and you know how they've all been working to become better people and her and you know tristan have been spending a lot of time with them and hosted this friendsgiving for them which is very nice but in my mind it was extremely transparent that she was trying to get people's like minds away from her being Mm -hmm. silent on Balenciaga so people could be like oh my god Kim you're such a good person and she posted with Tristan so people would be like oh my god why are you with Tristan but people were commenting on her photo being like that's nice Kim but like what are you gonna say about Balenciaga like they're freaking out and they were like this is disgusting you're a mom like why wouldn't you say anything um and she finally broke her silence um and Twitter put out on Twitter and on Instagram just putting out um what I think looks like a kind of, uh. I think the problem with her statement is that she said, you know, I've been silent the past few days because I wanted to first talk with Balenciaga and basically understand like what went wrong, how this was allowed to happen X, Y, Z. And while I understand that, you know, Kim probably doesn't have a hundred percent freedom of speech. I'm sure she has, you know, 
her PR team that calculates every single statement that right. she makes. I'm sure they rewrote that Twitter statement. Honestly, hopefully a dozen times, but something makes me think maybe not because, you know, her Photoshopper does not care so much for Kim's photo. They need to put more time into her Photoshop, but um, she, she should have been more candid. And, you know, if you're Real. truly upset about something, like if you have a like anger and all this, whatever inside of you, like you're not going to wait days or week to make a statement. You're going to react in, in the moment. And I feel like, what did you need to find out? The matter of the fact is that it happened. It's fucked up. There's nothing that you need to investigate before you make a statement. Yes, I agree. Like, why would you need to talk to them before? Like, I don't know. I think in these situations, it should be guilty before proven innocent, like, or guilty until proven innocent, which they're not innocent anyways. But um, a lot of people were upset that she wasn't instantly jumping to condemn Balenciaga. Same with Bella. I think Bella ended up unfollowing them on Instagram, which a lot of people said was like a huge statement or whatever, but someone made a really good point. I, I always like to read through the um, comments on Instagram. <laughs> That's like my version of Twitter. And I was on her Instagram reading through the comments and someone commented and they were like, everyone's demanding that Kim, you know, speaks about Balenciaga and like speaks up and says something and condemns them. But like, she's one of them. Like, you don't think she knows what they stand for. And like, I, again, like I don't hate Kim Kardashian, but I also think we need to get to a point and we, we say this all the time. We put these ped these celebrities on pedestals and like, we don't know them. Like, we don't know if they're good people. We don't know if they're messed up. We don't know what they do behind closed doors. They're in bed with all of these like sketchy brands that are obviously posting these really kind of despicable things. So we shouldn't be really giving anyone the benefit of the doubt. And I think it should just, it's a further opportunity for us to all take a step back and be like, why are we idolizing these brands? Why are we idolizing these people? They're literally not perfect. In fact, they're usually very, very far from it. Um, after Balenciaga apologized, they took down their ad, they replaced it with a new ad, um, which showed like just like a bunch of images of like people like in like the office or whatever um, with like wearing Balenciaga purses and with their like feet up on the desk. Um, this one woman in particular, she has like red hair and her feet up are up on the desk. And in the background, there's like two books in the background. And one of them is called Mike Michael Borman's Fire from the Sun. Um, if anyone has a free minute, just go look that up and let me know what you think about that. Um, extremely disturbing. Basically, I, I literally can't even talk about it because it's so gross, but I just personally think that the brand doesn't stand for anything good. I think they're disgusting. I think they should be canceled. I don't think anyone should shop from them ever again. So boom, they're boom. on thin ice. Honestly, they were slow to react with Kanye. I don't know if you guys knew in 2021, they sold $1,200 sweatpants with boxers peeking out from the waistband, which, you know, critics said was appropriating black culture. So I feel like they're they're on thin ice. I don't know how many more strikes they can take before before they're actually canceled. But I'm interested to see how this pans out over the next few weeks, months, yeah, year. Me too. I hope that people actually follow through. Mm. You said you you said you've been watching a new show recently, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get you on board, White Lotus. Okay, so I don't know why I thought that it was scary. Like, Abby just sent me the, or sh trailer. just showed me the trailer before we started recording. Did and it, look it doesn't scary? look scary. No, no, it looks like a murder mystery. Yeah, but it's like not even, like it's centered around it, but it's not. Cause like, I always forget that it's a murder mystery. So basically there's two seasons. 
the first season was in, I think Hawaii it was, I want to say. I could be wrong. And the second season is based in Sicily, Italy. They're not the same. So you can watch season two before season one, but I highly recommend. Um, but I was watching the newest episode last night with Mystery Man. It comes out every Sunday at 9 p.m. on, I think it's Hulu. Um, that's kind of like our Sunday night ritual. That's and cute. yeah, it's something I look forward to at the end of the week or beginning of the week. And however you want to slice it. However, yeah, however you want to <laughs> slice it, dice it. Um, so there's these two characters. Well, there's multiple, but there's Ethan and there's Cameron. And basically, Cameron is your typical fuck boy, cheats on his wife. You know, I don't want to give too much away without Cameron. Yeah, fucking Cameron. Cameron. And, you know, Ethan's a nice guy. He's always been a nice guy, extremely smart. Um, he just, I think he sold his company. So now he's a multimillionaire, but Cameron is also a multimillionaire. So it's nice that, Oh, you they know, both are. Yeah, they're okay. both very wealthy. And so they go, basically White Lotus is a luxury resort. Um, so basically couples, families, whoever, come to this resort to, you know, experience luxury, whatever. And so they're all sitting there at lunch or dinner and they have both their wives with them. And one of them brings up like, oh, like have, have you guys ever um, slept with the same girl? One and of the wives brings that up? Yes. Like just, she was having a little bit too much wine, whatever. And so Ethan, I don't know if he's like feeling some type of way about Cameron, but he actually says, no, actually, um, anytime I express interest in any girl, Cameron would swoop in and sleep with her by the end of the week. Like it was almost like this thing where like, you know, Cameron didn't have any interest in Sally, but you know, Ethan said, Oh, Sally, Sally's cute. I'm going to, you know, talk to her at this party this weekend. This is back in college. And so I was basically introduced to this, to this, what do you call it? A theory mimetic desire so he brings it up he said you know if i was interested in a girl cameron would be interested in a girl and it was like basically a competition of who has higher status you know ethan's extremely intelligent so maybe cameron's sleeping with his choice of women to make him appear more intellectual we don't know the route but I decided to look into this because i thought it was extremely interesting obviously mimetic desire can appear in different forms but have you heard of it i've like not really heard of it to be honest so i'm interested okay. honestly me neither though and i i knew that there had to be more to it than just you know ethan like sally and cameron now like sally and there is so it was basically a concept developed by 20th century french anthropologist renee gerard who believed that human desire is not individual but collective or social so he believed that after basic needs are satisfied people move into the realm of desire in which there isn't a biological radar or instincts to guide them instead their radar becomes other people people want what other people want and he believes that you know desire is social and i thought this was really interesting because i'm going to ask you this did you watch tiger king yeah okay do you think that back in the pandemic, if social media wasn't a thing, you saw Tiger King on Netflix just 
aimlessly scrolling. Do you think you would have clicked on it and gave it a shot have, had you not seen it on social media a million times? Definitely. It's totally my thing. You're a liar. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're a liar. Yeah. No, you wouldn't have, right? Yeah. You correct me if I'm wrong. I could use another example. I got them all. <laughs> but No, but, I wouldn't have. Exactly. So basically, you're on social media. You see everyone talking about X, Y, and Z. And so that makes you want X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But do you actually want X, Y, and Z? Or do right. you just want it because other people want it? No, I think that's so true. It's actually so funny. So I was talking to someone about work to, at work about this today. I was like, it's almost like people are like kids at, in a sandbox where like no one wants a toy until someone else wants it. And then mm -hmm. they want it too. Um, but that's interesting. It's almost like we fend for ourselves to get our needs met. But then once our needs met, like everything else that we want is basically socially constructed. And it's funny because I, I feel like our society has such like an interest in like individuality. Like everyone's like, I'm individual and like do what you feel and stuff. But it's actually not how we're programmed, I guess is what this is saying. Yeah. So another, you know, idea of mimetic desire is that their desires are generated and shaped by those around us such as models, through a, a process of imitation that typically flies beneath conscious awareness. So most of the time, we're not even aware what's going on. Like, for instance, the Aritzia Molina pants. You're on TikTok scrolling. You see every haul, Aritzia haul, this, girls are just buying them left and right. You end up buying them. And it's like, well, wh they're not even that cute. They're vegan leather. <laughs> And they're overpriced. They're plastic. They're freaking plastic. Why has it ever happened to you too? Where like the first time you see some girl post something with like a jacket and you think it's kind of an ugly jacket. And then you see another TikTok about the jacket. And then by like the 10th when you see you're like, wait, actually it's kind of cute. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're buying it. But the first time you saw it, your initial gut reaction was that you thought it was kind of ugly. Right. But now because so many like, you know, cute, pretty girls are wearing it all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, maybe I like it now. I think like that's happened to me before where like my like actual thoughts about something have changed because of these models. Right. And you don't even, un you don't even, you're not even aware that your beliefs or ideas or whatever is changing. Like by the time it's done, it's too late. You, you're, you're watching Tiger King and your Aritzia Molina pants. Like, yeah, no, that's literally so true. And I also feel like it goes back to like the people, like what you said about people want what other people want. Like mm -hmm. I think, if you saw a guy and you thought he was kind of cute, but all your friends were like, Ugh, like he's so disgusting. You'd probably be like, oh, like, okay. Like, yeah, you'd maybe like, you'd go for him anyways. But I feel like if all, all your friends were like, oh my God, that guy is so cute. Oh my gosh, I think he's into you. Like you'd feel so like good about that mm -hmm. because I think people have this innate desire to want to feel like they're a part of something. They want to be included and they want to like have what other people want. And I think- like you said, like if you see someone that you look up to, like if I see a girl on Instagram and she's beautiful and she's using this face cream, like it, this, even though I realistically know that she, like I always hate when girls with really naturally pretty hair use all these hair products. And like, you realistically know that like she's, that's just how she looks. Jeez. But like, there's this weird part of you that's like, maybe if I use what she's using, like I will be her. Even though you know you won't be, it's weird. Yeah, well, I think- influencers are the biggest reason for, you know, I think mimetic desire and social media go hand in hand. I think social media in, in general has brought us all extremely close 
to one another. Like we can talk to our models, we can engage with them, but most importantly, like we can compete with them now. Like you can see a million different Aritzia halls on, on TikTok. And now it's like, well, they're giving you the guide on how, on how to like gain whatever followers, attraction, whatever it is. You just have to compete with them and literally mimic them. Right. No, that's literally so true. Um, I think it's like insane how, how like deep it goes and like how much like it affects you and everything like that. And like your day-to-day life. And you know, the funniest thing I think about it is lately, I don't know if you've noticed this, but maybe my TikTok is just like all jammed out and messed up, but I see so much about like hyper individualism. Like I see so many people that are like, you, your happiness is not to depend on anyone except for your own. The only thing that matters is you. The only thing that matters is how you feel about yourself. You can only fix yourself like so much. Like you don't need anyone. You don't only need, you only need yourself. The only person you need is the person staring back at you in the mirror. And like people believe this and they like preach it and they praise it. And they like, they're like, yes, like totally like needed this today. And I'm, I'm not like coming for or making fun of those people because I do think that a lot of us like to believe that we're, individual and unique and special. Like we all like to feel like that. Um, But when it actually comes down to it, we're extremely like socially constructed and we like to be part of groups and we like to feel like we belong. We like to feel like we are part of something. And all those people that are constantly talking about how they want to be individual are doing that together. Like they're Mm -hmm. all like watching the same TikTok of this girl talking about being individual. And they're all saying, yeah, like that's me together, which isn't individual at all. It's just like interesting how like we, like crave to feel like so different and special, but we're all actually very, very similar. No, we are. And I think mimetic desire is once you're aware of it, it's easier to not fall into that trap. I feel like later in life, but like, for instance, when you're, you know, in elementary school or middle school, you know, they ask you, Oh, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you say doctor, because that's what you've learned in class. And you, you know, very little about what jobs are actually out there in the world. You don't know how many possibilities there are, but you know, you you've been taught that like, yeah, become a doctor and you'll make a lot of money and you'll be really respected. And so you're like, yeah, I want to be a doctor. But you know, if I perceive a career as good, it's, especially at that age, it's, it's because someone has modeled it in that way that right. appears it like it to be good, but they don't tell you like, Oh no, like you're a doctor. You're going to never see your family. You're going to work long, like long hours. Yeah. You're going to make a lot of money, but like, there's going to be a lot of fucked up shit that there like that happened that you don't know about, but it appears good because no one ever actually tells you all the bad stuff. Yeah. And you know, it's also weird. It's like you see groups of people like friends and they're very similar and you wonder like, are they similar or did they become similar? Like, you know what I mean? Like now that, now that you're talking about that, I'm like, okay, so the group of friends I have, not that we're very, like, we're all very different people, but like the way we interact with each other is like similar. We might have similar types of jobs and like similar interests and our, you know, makeup routine might be similar. Our taste in men might be kind of similar, but then it's like, oh, like if, if we didn't hang out with each other all the time, would we, would all these things be similar or did this gradually happen? Cause the more that you t- spend time with someone and you see things they like, you're like, Oh, I like that too. And then you gradually become more and more the same. And that's also why when you're separated from someone for so long, all of a sudden you see each other and you're like, wow, I haven't seen my friend in, you know, three years. We're so different. We're so different. It feels Ooh. like I'm looking at a stranger. Like how many times has it happened where you see your hometown friend that you grew up with, that you felt like you were so close with and, 
you went away for college and now, you know, you go back to the bar for Thanksgiving and you see her and it's like, you have nothing in common. Is it because you guys changed so much or like, is it because you guys were just becoming more like each other when you were hanging out? And then when you stopped doing that, you gradually, you know, become like other people that you're hanging out with. That's so a, weird. That's a really great question. I wonder if I would be a Miami party animal if we never met. <laughs> I can, I, I have a feeling the answer is no. <laughs> it's kind of cool to think about though. Cause sometimes it, again, like I think we get so wrapped up in our own thoughts and we're always like, you know, this is how I am. This is who I am. And like, is there something wrong with me? And then sometimes you need to, we need to remember that like, we're all yes, a little bit of us, but we're also like sprinklings of all these people that have been in our lives too. Yeah. And like, you never know who you would be. Like if I didn't That's meet true. my friends or Michael or I don't know, I don't know who I'd be. I'd be a scary I'd be person. like the same type of person, but I'd be a different person, I think. Well, I think what's scary is when people alter their personality based on like either who they're dating or who their current friend group is. Like, I feel like maybe not now in life, but back in the like college, high school, it's really easy to like lose your- Yourself. Yeah, lose your identity because you're just forming to what you think will like get acceptance and- that's so funny you say that because did you see the movie The Runaway Bride? I probably have. Okay, so it's um, Julia Roberts and yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Gere like back in the day. And it's like this woman is like ran away from, I think it's like three different weddings. Like she literally is like gets engaged to these men. As she's walking down the aisle, she like, looks at him and she just bolts for it. And it's like this guy, Richard Gere, he, put, he plays this like, I don't even know like this writer or this reporter and he like does a story on her basically and he's like is she gonna run for her fourth wedding and and she does and essentially the point of the story he asks all of her exes her ex-fiancés are like he's like what did she order for breakfast and like what was her favorite breakfast food and like they all said something different they would be like um one guy was like oh she likes her eggs poached just like me the next guy would say she likes her eggs scrambled with chives on top just like me and essentially like he would always ask them this question and the the like end of the movie is basically like showing that she didn't like when she would date these men she would take on their personality like they'd go out to breakfast and she he'd they'd be like what do you want she'd be like well what do you order and they'd say their order and she'd be like oh i love that too and she would never like say like what she liked or what she wanted to do and she'd take on the personality of these men and then as they were getting married i think it hit her that they literally didn't know her like they didn't know the person that they were marrying, so she'd run. Um, but I do think that that happens a lot. Um, like with a lot of us, obviously not to that extreme, but I think a lot of us like lose ourselves where we're like, does the person that I'm dating or the person that I know even know who I am? Which is like weird to think about. It's just like be yourself, but like don't. <laughs> <laughs> or do whatever you want. I think the moral of the story is, you know, ask yourself, do you want something because someone else has it or because you actually desire it? Literally. Um, have you ever heard of a habit loop? A habit loop? No. Habit loop. I literally think I'm in one right now. So I was, so I, I'm packing or I'm supposed to be packing for London right now. Mm -hmm. I literally leave in less than 24 hours and I was at my parents for Thanksgiving and had like such a chill, chill time. And in my head, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get back on Sunday. I'm gonna pack up my um, suitcase. I'm gonna like do be one of those girls that like tries on her outfits ahead of time mm. and only brings like specific outfits with her and like doesn't um, just like overpack. And I had this whole plan like worked out in my head. And I got back to my apartment and 
I cleaned, I cooked myself dinner, I baked freaking gingerbread cookies. I have no idea why, like little <laughs> gingerbread men, but I didn't pack my suitcase for London. And I just like couldn't make myself do it. Like in my head, I was like, oh, like, no, I'll, just, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And I kept pushing it off and I don't know why. And this morning it hit me because I literally am leaving tomorrow after work. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to get back tonight and stay up till probably two in the morning packing my suitcase for London. And I got so mad at myself today because I was like, why do I do this shit to myself? Like I always, always, always wait till the last minute to pack. I'm scrambling around and then I get like really frazzled, really upset. I end up like not getting any sleep and I get mad at myself because I did this and I always blame it on like, oh, I just had no time, but I did have time. So like, why am I like this? And it was like literally driving me insane. But then I, I watched this TikTok that like basically describes habit loops mm -hmm. and it hit me that like, I think me procrastinating my like, um, packing I actually don't think it's me being like an idiot or just like self-sabotaging myself I think it's literally like me being stuck in this like habit of procrastinating and like waiting until things are like last minute and then like driving myself insane and basically there's this girl on TikTok and she posted about it and essentially um, a habit loop it like consists of three elements so there's a cue a routine and then a reward so understanding this can help you basically break it. So for example, like if let's say you every single morning, like you snooze your alarm. Yep. Um, Three <laughs> so times a day. I do it so much. It's kind of scary. Mr. Man wants to kill me every day. Really? Yeah. I like, so let's say you snooze your alarm. And so the, um, the cue would be your alarm going off. Um, and then the reward would be for snoozing your alarm would be like, you know, getting more sleep or feeling like it's, you're like helping yourself out by getting more sleep or whatever it is. And the habit is snoozing your alarm. So essentially it's not that we're broken. It's just that our brain like basically acts on these like cue and reward like signals. Like that's how we operate like constantly like on these loops. So if you've been snoozing your alarm for years and years and you feel like you're like, I don't understand. Like I'm not lazy. Right. Like in Thank God and like a lot of people are like, oh, maybe I'm just like, I'm lazier. I'm a piece of shit. That's literally not true. It's just that our brains are genetically like created in a way that like we have these like constant loops. So you could have good habits that you form. Like some people get up every morning and they make their bed first thing. And like they've been doing that for years. That's their habit. And that's just how it works. But then there's negative habits that you can create. So it's not like your brain is messed up. But a lot of us like, you know, starting in college when we didn't have our parents by our side or whatever, started snoozing our alarm, we never get out of that habit. Um, so this girl basically posted on TikTok and she was like, you just need to change the habit. Like the cue is the same, like your alarm going off is the cue. And the reward is the same, like, you know, thinking you're helping yourself out or like, you know, doing something that will make you happy. But instead of the habit being snoozing your alarm, she was like, instead grab a glass of water and like have a have a glass of water, like take a sip out of it. Cause she was like, for the first 10 seconds you're awake, your brain's not actually fully conscious. It's not like really fully awake. You're just doing something that's like a habit to you. So if you just change the habit and just take a sip of water instead of hitting snooze, she was like, if you do that like day after day after day, eventually you're no longer even gonna like have the desire to snooze your alarm clock. And when she said that, I was like, wow, I wonder if that's true. Cause that would literally change my life. I always keep water next to my bed same and i've never once like, woke <laughs> well sometimes in the middle of the night but i've never woken up and like turned over and be like oh i need that so i feel like 
my issues like well how do i when i'm half asleep how how do i make myself actually you know that's the hard part i know like the first time you do it it must be really really hard to do it and like i'm trying to think like what another routine could be for us non-water drinkers i know and she was like it could be anything she was like water is an example but it could literally be anything like if instead of snoozing your alarm you like got up and jumped in the air or like clapped five times like I don't know she was like there's basically this time period where your brain's not fully awake where you can kind of just do something that will end up creating like a new habit and a new reward so similar like I was thinking about it with myself and like putting things off till last minute like I feel like I do that with so many things in my life and it ends up creating the stress for me but in my head I'm like oh I'm just gonna push put off my packing because that way I'll get to like enjoy more time now relaxing. Right. But then it ends up giving me like way more anxiety. So instead I need to like find a way to create a new habit where I like pack in advance and then reap the benefits of that, which would be like not, you know, being freaked out and having a lot more peace. Um, But I don't, I'm not fully there yet, but I just thought it was super interesting. It makes a lot of sense. I just, I feel like I have a lot of habits that I need to break. Like, I feel like, for instance, like not going to the gym is a habit. So like the cue would be not going to the gym. No, I think the habit, the the habit is not going to the gym. So what's the cue? So I don't know, like let's, I would say like, if you are, I'm talking as if I freaking know, the girl has a course, so maybe just like join her course. (laughs) But like, and I also think there's a book, it's called like the Atomic, human or the atomic something read it it's supposed to be really good and it's supposed to like change people's outlook on life um kind of but i think like let's say the cue was um like could my reward be getting coffee after working out yeah like i can only get coffee if i work out first yeah exactly so the cue would be i guess like your cue could be like you're you know walking home from work like you're leaving you're leaving the office like that's your cue to go to the gym but instead of going to the gym you usually skip it which is your um, habit or your your routine and then your reward is usually like in your head all right well i guess tonight i'll just get to like relax more Right. But in reality, that ends up making you not happy because then you don't go to the gym ever. So instead you need to change it to make it your cue is leaving work and your reward. Like maybe you'll make it like feeling really satisfied after you work out mm-hmm. um, and your habit can be going to the gym. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I just thought it was super interesting. I like it. So what are we going to do about your packing thing? Because I feel like you want it to be a, a seasonal closet girl which you are and so I have faith that we can make you a non last minute packer you're right though I need to like create a reward for myself like almost like reward myself with doing things in advance like like maybe on Sunday you could have said I'm not gonna make gingerbread cookies until I yeah pack or until Until I I at least do laundry you know what's funny people always say people are either motivated by the the carrot or the stick no. Have you ever heard that? What do you mean this? Like some people are motivated by dangling a carrot. Like, oh, like you'll get to, I don't know, like you can have a cookie if you clean your room. Like that's a carrot. Like you're dangling a carrot. And then the stick is like, if you don't clean your room, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Oh, see, that's what I need. I need this. <laughs> I think I do too. Dang. I was just thinking about it and I was like, would it motivate me to eat a cookie after I clean my room? I'm like, no, I think what would motivate me is my mom clean, calling me on the phone and being like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why haven't you packed yet? Like, I think that would motivate me a lot more for you. Could you be that person for me? Absolutely. Because I don't want want my mom to know that I still don't know how to take care of myself. 
<laughs> Although she probably knows. If she listens, now she knows. Now she knows. I think um, for me, one thing is an enabler. I think, you know, I think we should all be responsible for our own actions. But I do think that some people have had a disadvantage in life where they grew up with enablers. So yeah. it's like if you don't know how to do something or you just don't do something because you had someone do it for your whole life, it's like creating bad habits where it's like, Oh, like, like in college, were you the type, please don't tell me you're a type. Would you, were you the type where you wouldn't do your own laundry and you'd save it for when you go home? Um, oh my God, you hesitated. You were, I'm trying to think if I was, well, yeah, my freshman year, definitely. Cause the laundry room was disgusting. I would never use that. But by the time I got like my own apartment, then now <laughs> okay. I did my own laundry. <laughs> I'll give you that. Cause if I had that option, I probably would have too, but it's like, it's, I'm just making anyone that has bad habits feel better about themselves. Cause I feel like sometimes it's not your fault. Yeah. That's a really good point. It is. I, it is interesting, especially if you're someone like, I think if you can kind of coast by life, I think my issue has always been, I could kind of coast by by like procrastinating and like saving my studying till the night before and cramming in. Like I would usually get by and like do relatively well. So I think my brain has been like rewarded by thinking it's okay, Shannon. Like you always make your flights. Like you can just like pack 20 minutes before. Like you're always right. fine. Like you've always been okay. So it's almost like giving me a false sense of security. Well, some people do work better under pressure. Yeah. And I think if that works for you, then fine. But I feel like, like, do you get it done at the end of the day? Yes. yes. But like, do you work better under pressure? Like, Probably, Probably not. No, no, I think I do work better under pressure. Do you think so? Yeah, but I think like- but when you all forget stuff when packing, tr- no? I do sometimes forget things, but I've like got it down to a science. I think that like, it's also like while you're like so young, if you're like 22 and you're constantly like stressed all the time, it's fine. But like the older you get, you're like, damn, it'd be nice to not live like this. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like at some point you do reach that when it's like, like I reached the damn part of my life like mm, five years ago but <laughs> you I did. just haven't done anything about you haven't it done you're like it's been an active problem I just haven't done anything but I will say me joining that gut program is like the first step of me complaining for years and not doing anything about it so I, feel I am like, proud of you I feel like I'm breaking the habit of like you are. complaining and doing nothing about it because it's like I like my gut isn't the only thing that I've complained about. It's like one day I'll sign up for therapy again. One day. It's exactly. It's like a it's a step. And then once this works, you'll have like positive reinforcement that something right. works. So then the next time you want to try something else, you're not just going to complain and do nothing. Right. And then I do think that there's a part of us that likes to complain and do nothing sometimes. It's, it can be fun. Uh, yeah, but then like in the moment, but then you're like, oh, like I complained for the past six months. Like maybe if I just got a therapist six months ago, I would have solved maybe a lot I'd of be trauma happy. by now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. It's, but whatever. It is what We're it is. We're all just doing the best that we can. Okay. 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 Well, okay. I hope you have the best time in London. I can't wait for your little London recap. Um, if you don't bring me back a baguette... A baguette? Isn't that France? I don't fucking know. Do you want me to bring you back some- What's in London? I feel like they have like the worst cuisine. And I can say that, I love London. I'm just, I, I think that's like a thing. Should I bring you back- A magnet. Some crumpets? Oh, a magnet. A magnet? Mm-hmm. Do you want a picture of me in front of the in front of the Big Ben? You know what you should do? You should recreate Mystery Man's Insta profile picture. Oh yeah, I could do that. In a magnet. I would like a In magnet. a magnet. Okay. I'll get you a magnet. Thank you. Thank you for listening, baddies. We love you. We love you. If you like what you heard, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. underscore. 
<laughs> um, you want to take it away? No. TikTok? <laughs> no. At Drinks After Work? No underscore. No underscore. And if you're, you're a, girl a girl in the, the Boston, Boston area looking to make new friends, <laughs> come on. That was good. No, keep going. And find fun things to do. Join our private Facebook group. There's over 7,000 girls looking for the same thing. It's called Lucky Girl Syndrome. It's called Lucky Girl I Syndrome. Don't know. If you care, join it and we will see you baddies. Become next a week. Boston baddie today. See wow. you guys next week. Cheerio. Pip, pip.